Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful uh, for this Tuesday morning and for you listening uh, on this wonderful morning. Uh, So grateful for your support of this radio show and this uh, station as well, too. For more information about how you can support the Ministry of Encounter, uh, please email me at bill at org, and or just show up at an encounter uh, service. And I'm so grateful that you have continued to show up at encounter services at 1301 Brandon Road. There's a Bible study going on on Tuesday nights for men and women. For more information about that, just again, email me. So the past few days, uh, at the end of last week and yesterday, we were talking about how David inquired of the Lord for certain battles and how God answered him with specific answers and God and David did exactly what God told him to do. And so today, uh, I want to talk to you about another time where David inquired of the Lord. Uh, and I want to talk to you about the God of the breakthrough, a certain battle that, that David, uh, was going into that he inquired of the Lord, not just once, but again, uh, a couple of times. But before we get to the story, Uh, I just want to share with you that there are certain skills that people possess that I have admired over the years. The skill set of how Tiger Woods plays golf, the skill set of how Michael Jordan played basketball, the skill set of how Tom Brady played football. Now, if you're listening, what do all three of them have in common? Well, all three are legends, all three are Hall of Famers, all three are arguably the best at their sport, all three are billionaires. And all three, to my knowledge, I don't know this for sure, have never publicly confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And if all three should happen to die without asking Jesus Christ to forgive them and save them, which I hope they don't, I I really hope that each, all three of them, uh, Tiger, uh, Tom Brady, and Michael Jordan, are saved or will get saved. Uh, But if all three of them should die without asking Jesus Christ to forgive them and save them, they'll leave no legacy behind worth mentioning because it won't matter for eternity. They won't be able to take their money to heaven. Their accomplishments for the first time will mean nothing to them. And while their death may make the evening news in the front page of the news, the most important page their names need to be mentioned in will be the Lamb's Book of Life. And the one thing they refuse to do because of their pride and unbelief, they will do. They will get on their knees and bow before the Lord and confess the name of Jesus Christ and declare him as Lord. Because the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. You see, from the moment you come into this world, there are many major questions that the Lord wants to answer for you that will be the difference of you making it or not. Making it in this life, but more important, making it in the next life to come. I've always said that my job and my calling is to help people get ready for eternity, help people prepare for eternity the best because the most successful people I know are the ones that prepare for eternity the best. A couple of weeks ago, Arnold Schwarzenegger was quoted as saying, nothing happens when you die. Heaven is a fantasy And anyone who says different is a bleeping liar. He went on to say, we don't know what happens with the soul and all this spiritual stuff 
that I am not an expert in. I love how they say that I'm not an expert in, but I know this. I know that the body as we see each other now, we will never see each other again like that. Amazing. You know, there are major questions, again, that the Lord wants to answer for us. Is there a God in heaven? Does he love me? And what's my purpose in life? And answers to those questions are found in the pages of Scripture. But as far as answering the questions of what is the Lord's specific will for my life and what does the Lord specifically want me to do? Well, answers to those questions are reserved for the Holy Spirit and only for those who seek and hear the voice of God for direction. I've said this last week. I'll say it again today. The general will of God for your life are found in the pages of Scripture. What to do with your money. What type of person you should date or even marry. But it won't tell you who to marry. It won't tell you where to go, what job to take, what ministry to go into, because the specific will of God can only be found with the help of the Holy Spirit. The specific will of God for your life can only be found when we inquire of the Lord, like we've been talking about with King David. Wait on the Lord and let the Holy Spirit guide, lead, speak, and point out to us by whatever means necessary the answer of the specific will of God for your life, for every situation and assignment that we need wisdom for. Now, let me help you understand first how God answers the first three questions. Is there a God in heaven? Does he love me? And what's my purpose in life? Jesus put it this way in John 16. He said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they, know, they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judge. John 16, 7 through 11. Now why would Jesus put those three things in there that the Holy Spirit is going to convict us of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Well, let me break those three things down for you. See, the Holy Spirit does three things. He convicts the world of sin. Actually, he convicts the world of just one specific sin, the sin of unbelief. See, the only unforgivable sin that God can never forgive is the sin of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, which is the continual rejection of Jesus Christ to receive his love, forgiveness, and the free gift of eternal life in heaven, and to die in that state of unbelief. So he convicts the world of the, of the sin of unbelief, and then he convicts the world of righteousness. Not unrighteousness, but whose righteousness? He convicts the world of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And then he convicts the world of judgment. I'm going to combine righteousness and judgment together. You see, he convicts the world of judgment by making someone lost see that they don't measure up, here it is, up to the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and that only Christ can save them from their sins, the world, and the devil. You see, there can be no conversion without conviction, and there can be no conviction apart from the Holy Spirit. Conviction leads to repentance, and repentance leads to salvation. Salvation then leads to baptism, and baptism leads to a death, burial, and resurrection of a new life in Christ. That's why a lot of people get saved that encounter when they come to the encounter ministry. Now, 
Is it because I'm a Wonder Boy evangelist? No, I'm not. Is it because I'm a Bible scholar and a great speaker? No, I'm not. I'm not a great orator. Sometimes I stutter. Sometimes I forget things. I'm from New York. I got a New York accent. You know of anybody from New York that's a great speaker? I don't think so. Well, they could be, uh, but certainly not is not me. I'll tell you why. It's because the boss of encounter is the Holy Spirit. And he uses flawed people like me and you and the word that gets preached without compromise. And while I do admire people like Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, who are the best at their craft, I have always admired people who have this amazing ability to inquire of the Lord with specific prayers and then see the Lord answer with specific responses. So, let's get back to our series, Inquiring of the Lord. And I want to talk to you about uh, the God of the Breakthrough. Now, again, for the past few days, we've been talking about how David went to go save uh, the city of Kayla and how he's been on the run from Saul. And, and if we pick up this story in 2 Samuel 5, 17 through 25, Here's how the story goes. And again, it's the Philistines that David is going to defeat. And here's what it says. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel. So now David is king. Um, he's king over Israel. Uh, Saul is dead. Uh, and uh, David was fighting for a long time against Saul's sons. Uh, but now he's overcome them. He's King David. Uh, Saul is gone. And the Philistines know that David is king and, he, and they're coming after David because they hate David and they don't want to see Israel succeed. So they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the Valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord. That's significant, the Valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord, shall I go attack the Philistines, will you deliver them into my hands? Notice how he inquired with a specific prayer request. And the very next line is the text of God answering him. The Lord answered him, go, for I will surely deliver the Philistines into your hands. So David went to Baal-perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, as waters break out, the Lord has broken out against my enemies before me. So that place was called Baal-perazim. And the Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. That's significant. We'll get back to that. Once more, the Philistines came up. Now, David, now, David just routed the Philistines, and they regroup. And the very next scripture, very next line in scripture says, once more, the Philistines came and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord again, and he answered. This time, God answered with a different answer. Same prayer, same enemy, same place, same scenario. But this time, it's a different answer. The Lord said, do not go straight up, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees or the balsam trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move quickly because that will mean that the Lord has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as the Lord commanded him 
and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Now listen, it was, it was as if God said, you know what, I'm having so much fun helping you, I'm just going to go out in front of you, pop them, give them a knockout punch, and you just do the rest. You just let them pass you by so I can deliver the first blow. This is like fun. This is like crazy fun stuff. All because David inquired of the Lord, the Lord listened, the Lord answered, and gave him specific instructions, not once, but twice. Same enemy, same place, same scenario, same prayer, but a different response with a different set of specific instructions to achieve victory. Friends, that's the trap. The devil could care less if you annihilate him, rebuke him, apply the blood over him, take authority over him, overcome him. He regroups and he always comes back. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So if you're listening, if you rely on yesterday's victory without inquiring of the Lord for today's battle and getting a specific plan of action from the Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell you today on the Encounter Radio Show, you could get wiped out. Because the Lord may have a different plan, a different strategy for you to go about the same enemy a second or third or fourth or fifth or a hundredth time. So where are you today when it comes to asking the Lord to help you fight your battles? I love that song. This is how we fight our battles. Well, worship is one way, but inquiring of the Lord is the best way. And asking the Lord for specific instructions of what to do. And asking him to tell you, will you, should I go into this battle? Will you hand the enemy over to me? It's called inquiring of the Lord. Praying to the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. And waiting for God to speak to you. Thanks for tuning in to the Encounter Radio Show.